Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. For the, the podcast that for this episode could be subtitled, And Then There Were Two. My name... <laughs> My name is Tosin. I am the host of the podcast. I'm based up in the Midlands in the UK, uh, somewhere near Birmingham. And joining me on the Isle of Wight is Sean Harris. Hello, Sean. Hello there. Hello. Yeah, Sean is the lone person joining me this week because usually we would have myself, we would have Cheryl, we would have Sean, we would have Holly, um, a Holly, a London correspondent. But we have been visited by COVID. Yes, that's right, people. It has not gone away. We're in we're in March 2023, and people are still catching COVID. So Holly is unfortunately laid low, and Sharon has some. So well, it was a, it was a double whammy of having some family stuff to do and not being able to watch anything this week, which meant that Sharon couldn't be on the show. So um, for those of you who are, are not used to us, or maybe this is the first time you're listening to us, what we do on this show is we go to the cinema. We see. We try and cap it at three things a week. Three things a week, we see three things in a week, we read them out of five. We stay at home and we see three things a week, we read them out of five. And then we come back together and we say, this is where our money has been better spent this week. And Sean, this week you have been, as usual, you are you are our cinema champion. Is that not right? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, no, I was saying that. Isn't, isn't that right, Sean? You, you have been, you've been in cinemas this week. Yes, I've been to cinemas this week, yeah. I am. Um... I should have gone. I normally try to get at least three a week. I've managed yeah. two this week, so but I generally try. But a lot. It's like we was having a discussion earlier on when we were fair. It's sometimes it's the timings. I mean, there's, yes. we both wanted to see Roy Lane, and at two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, it, yeah. it just you know it's a daft daft thing. Well, that is. I I feel like we need to have a special a special mention for Roy Lane because with the way the timings work there is a real big chance and a really sad chance that we will not actually get to review mm, Riley yeah, yeah. until it shows up on a streaming platform. Because Riley, when I saw the title, my, uh, my fam, well, my cousins, my cousin Taiwo, who is, who's on the show, he used to live in, with his, his family used to live in Peckham, in Peckham Rye. Which is where I went once I saw the start of Rye Lane. That was the train station. That was where you stopped. Right? I was like, oh, hey, got a second. Hey, bring it around. Yeah. Lane. I came out. Of, I know this place. And so I and from everything I've heard about Rye Lane, people have just been saying this is great. This is good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard good things. In fact, the, the bit I saw, I watched a little bit on YouTube. Like, I don't think it was. Well, it might have been the trailer, but it was. If it was, it was just like one section of the film where they're walking along talking. Yeah. And just looking at in a shopping mall. Yeah. Um, that's a bit and it just it looked intrigued me actually. I thought, oh, this looks this looks really yeah. interesting. Looks really well, interesting. Yeah, well that that's the thing. And, and I and this is a film that I looked at and I I th- thought, well, I know someone's gonna see Shazam. And if if um because I I am usually I usually average a film a week in the cinema nowadays, mm-hmm. I I'm like, all right, cool. Rye Lane is the film I'm gonna go. It's like I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna Rye Lane. And I looked at that, and you were saying it was on at 2 o'clock on the Isle of Wight. Yes, yeah. Where I am, the closest cinema is in Redditch. And in Redditch, it was on at it was on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and 6.10 p.m. I'm like, how who the Who's who's gonna get that? Yeah. <laughs> I was because I was, I was, I was looking at me, I'm thinking, okay, you, you know, I'm here. I've got my kid. My wife's coming back from work. There's no way any of those timings work that I'm actually gonna get. To, it's like, who are you expecting to see this film? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm thinking, okay, students, maybe, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they've done that. And I hope, I'm really hoping it's still around next week, or maybe I can see it at the weekend. But yeah. 
I don't have high hopes. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, but Rye Lane, we really wanted to review you. We really wanted to see you because I, I'm intrigued to see what happens. What happens yes. with that? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but what we what we did see, what you actually managed to see, because I mean, Sean is kind of like the you're the biggest cinema goer out of the lot of us. You're the one who gets to see most things each week. Did you actually see anything last week? Because you weren't around last week and we had nothing in cinema to talk about. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't see much last week at all. Um, okay. I was just trying to think. Did I see anything? No, I don't think I did. No. I, don't, right. I can't even think what, what what was on. I must have seen something. Did we not? Did, we did something last week, didn't we? Oh, no, no. You weren't here last week. No, I wasn't here last week. No. no oh, no, that's right. Yeah, no, because I had the thing. Yeah. No, I don't think I, I don't think I did toes. I think I was. Um, if I did, it would, obviously couldn't have been that memorable. It's obviously years of my life and gave me nothing. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, cool. But this week you have seen Shazam, Fury Shazam, of the Gods, yes. and yeah. Pearl, Pearl in Cinema. Yes. Two films yeah. that I actually do want to see for for different mm-hmm. reasons. And yeah. at home, at home, I have seen Slow Horses season two on Apple TV Plus and back to the outback on netflix so let's kick off with cinema as is our tradition and sean tell us about shazam fury of the gods okay fury fury of the gods so this for for people that might have seen the the original one when you know billy batson becomes shazam, shazam. and um this is this is a couple of years later and he's he's got like a shazam family all his um you know obviously which were adopted and the mum and dad and Things to be going quite good, and he's trying to be the super. You know, he's trying to be like popular. He's trying to be like Superman or whatever, and not not particularly doing a good job of it. He ends up doing like commercials and things, and people saying, "Oh no, it wasn't that great." You know, it's Wonder Woman and all this stuff. So anyway, but then these these uh, three daughters, these three gods of Atlas, three daughters of Atlas, they sort of uh, break into the museum and get you know, like in the Shazam, he's got the wizard staff that gives him the yeah, power. Yeah, the wizard staff, yeah. And it's broken. They get into this museum and they get the wizard staff, and uh, they put a, a dome over the over a certain area of Philadelphia. To yep. obviously that's where all the action is going to take place. And they decide they're going to turn the Earth into what they their version of it with this apple. So then they can take the powers away um, with this wand. They can take the, the powers can go away. So a few they're of gonna- the families their powers yeah and, and it is um yeah and that's basically they, they're going to use a finger majigger to do the thing for reasons and blah 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 no no, no action it, that's it <laughs> got it yeah yeah so yeah they got the thing majigger which does the watson a bit that's all so the actual the actual con- continuity is not particularly uh um you know not particularly thought about but then i think because it is a film obviously aimed at kids i would think you know yes. it's, it's aimed towards it's not it's not like the normal stand of the mill batman or, or superman or whatever it's very 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 much aimed at that young that young audience you know because there's lots of lots of wise cracks and lots of silly things they do like you know one bit when he's going to throw the staff to someone else and you just know you know it's like oh well you know why would you do that <laughs> but anyway i mean it's a kid's film so why would you do that when you know it's something that they they got these powers that can obviously anyway so yeah so that's basically uh, the story oh one of the one of the shazam family sort of likes one of the daughters and the daughter becomes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. loses yeah. her powers and become what have you and anyway i won't give too many so yeah um and that's basically the story uh for me, 
I I wasn't particularly enamoured. You know, um, I was thinking, with all this going on, where's the Justice League? Where's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like this, this is worldwide news. This would be like, you know, half of Philadelphia is, uh, and, you know, where, where's the rest of them? Where's, where's Superman? You know, where's... Um, oh, you know, my God. Although there is a, is a, later on, there is a, I won't, I won't say what that is, but um, yeah. So, so, you know, I was just thinking, and it is, but there was, there was a, a as I say, I, I think it, what I liked about it, there was a young lad there, I suppose he must've been, I don't know, seven, eight with his parents. And when the film had finished, he was out going, Shazam, Shazam. So he obviously <laughs> really, really liked it. And I said, to, I said to him, I sort of said, oh, did you enjoy it? He said, oh yeah, it was great. It was great. So I think the film is just, um, just aimed at that audience, you know, it's just. Well, 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 this is the thing because now the, the thing is, if you if you want drama, if you want drama, don't even don't even watch the DC movies. Just look into the real world and see what DC are actually doing and how they're yeah. messing everything up and how they're canceling <laughs> things and how they're filming a film and then refusing not to re release the film for tax purposes and how they they hire Henry Henry Cavill to play Superman. They say, okay, you're going to be Superman. Come back, you're going to be Superman again. And then they hire James Gunn, and James Gunn goes, that's not the direction we're going in. And they <laughs> and, and then they, they tell Henry Cavill, sorry, you're not going to be Superman anymore. So so I mean, DC is just a mess. I mean, it's been a mess. And I, I know we're both of us. We read comics growing up, yeah. And we are fans of these sort of films. And I I don't think it's too far to say that Marvel, generally speaking, have done a better job. Yes. of bringing the superheroes to the screen than DC have. And so this is a DC movie that, is it linked to the other DC movies? Is it not? It's not, not really the, clear. No, yeah, 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 that's it. That's what I mean. It's almost it's, like a standalone thing, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think I think probably not. I think probably not. It, well, but, but the thing as well is that there's a lot of stuff that we've seen in DC already that we don't know if it's going to continue. So this might be the last Shazam movie we yes. have. This might be yeah. the last film that Zachary Levi plays Shazam in. We don't, because we know James Gunn has said, going forward, we're going to do this. We're going to recast Superman. We're going to go with a younger Superman. We know, so we think it, it looks at the moment like it might be Ben Affleck, Gal, Gal Gadot. They're all out. They're all out. They're, they're no longer going to be part of so, so the question is that even in this world, is there a Justice League? We don't know. This film exists in a weird, weird space where yes. they might just have gone, well, we've, we've made the film. The first film made a whole bunch of money. We should release this, even though it doesn't really link to anything that's well, coming afterwards. Um, no. Well, there is, funny enough, I did, um, I did see a trailer of The Flash. The um, Flash? Yeah, The Flash is definitely coming. And that, So do you reckon they're going to try and do, like... A, got a feeling because there was a you know obviously batman turns up do you reckon they're going to try and do a multiverse thing oh yeah they haven't even they, they haven't even tried to hide that that's that that's that's their major selling point i wonder if they've named it something different well that is obviously like obviously marvel have done the multiverse thing and as usual the whole thing with dc and marvel is but marvel have built up to things slowly and DC have just gone, no, get that quick. <laughs> and, so, and so DC have gone and the, the, the next, the Flash movie is going to be based around the Flashpoint thing, which is him going through alternate realities. They've made no bones about that. In the trailer, you see the fact that there's more than one Batman and more than one actor who has played Batman in the past is in this film. 
they make no bones about that. And even James Gunn has said that the Flash movie is going to be the point where they reset the entire DC universe. All right. So I think they're going to use that whole multiverse thing. And then from the Flash movie onwards, they might go, okay, everything that came before this, forget about it. That's in the bin. Going forward, we're going to come up with this new stuff. But this is all to say that in the in the DC movies that we've had so far, there have not been very many films that you would say were good. <laughs> and for me, the ones that I would say were the first Wonder Woman movie, Aquaman, and the original, the first Shazam. I actually yeah. really enjoyed the first Shazam. I thought it, for what it was, it was like, it, it, it's yeah, kind I, of a kid's I, movie. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of a kid's I, movie, yeah. And that's the thing. I like. I I did like the first one. I did enjoy the first one. I thought it was was sort of gone. But I think I think with this one, perhaps they're trying a little bit too hard with the comedic bits. You know. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. Quite, whereas whereas before it was, I thought it was quite amusing and quite funny. And this this one, it, they do it too much all the time, and there's quips and all that, and it almost seems forced. You know, they're forced yeah, trying yeah. to make these these um these sort of quick things, all these funny funny what? funny things. Well, the truth is, when you were saying, when you were, when you're explaining what happens in this film earlier, I was thinking that sounds like too much plot. Yeah, <laughs> that that sounds that sounds like, for, for for what this film is, and for for the first one, the first one was frothy and it was light and it was it was fun and all that. And this 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 sounds like too much plot. Like they've tried to put mm. too much in there and give it a bit more pathos. And I mean, obviously, you have Helen Mirren there, and Helen Mirren can do pathos in her sleep. So, but yes. it's yeah, but uh, it it do, it does. But yeah, so uh, how many stars would you give Shazam: Fury of the Gods? Okay, I'll give this because the lad. The little lad sold it for me. I don't think I can be harsh on it, so I just give it a standard three stars. You know, I didn't like it, but it wasn't anything, wasn't anything great, and it was, you know, not. But yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a three stars to be fair to it because they did try. Perhaps they tried a little bit too hard. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think there was always. I think the first one was definitely a three. Might have tipped over into a low four for me mm, but yeah. so so for well, this, this one's a low this one's a low three so yeah <laughs> yeah uh, the, from this one i expected i expected nothing but a three from this film yes yeah okay okay and hang on a second while i'm being called okay i'm being called i will be okay, right back go, because go yeah no worries, some, no worries i hear somebody yelling daddy i'll be right back <laughs> okay okay so so yeah for those uh, people who um be quite interesting i don't know if anybody's still listening to this but if we have a 200th episode is there any films that anyone's listening to want to hear us talk about if we've seen them of course sorry, sorry. that's right no it's all right. i was just i was just sort of saying in case anyone else was listening i just said if they wanted to send in any any um well you can listen to it i mean knock it out if you want but i was just okay, sort of no, saying no, no. If, they, if they want to send in anything we've talked about and if we've seen it we can talk about it Oh yeah, yeah, cool. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, send it through to Netflix versus Cinema on Twitter. Um, as oh, there's a guy called Marcus Clearspring who's been sending us like he has actually been listening to a backlog of our shows. So Marcus, if you're hearing this, thank you very much. I will be reading out some of your tweets just to sort of say the kind of things that you, he's been sending like articles and stuff that link to some of the things we've spoken about. So it's pretty cool. But I'll do that when we have um, a fuller complement of people in here to really appreciate what it is that you've sent to us. So thank you very much, Marcus. Like, so if you like Marcus wants to get in touch with us and let us know what you think about what you said, what we've been saying, then please, please get in touch. Netflix versus cinema. 
Um, or you can go to netflixvercinema.com, which is what Marcus did, and get in touch with us that way. Right, so um, let us carry on. And now we've done cinema, we're going to go over to streaming, Netflix and Friends. And we're going to go to Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV Plus, something. Uh, no, Sean, you know how I used to. Ha- I had Apple TV Plus, right? And you did, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I've never paid for it. I've never paid for it because originally my my wife bought a, she bought a um an iPad, and when she bought the iPad, they gave you a she gave they gave her a year free of Apple TV Plus. So I had it for a year. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Watched it, cancelled it after that because I wasn't going to carry on paying for it. And after after they finished, then she. I think it was something through her insurance. No, it was it was through her her, her credit card. They gave her another oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah I, did that, another... I did that for a, for a little while. Yeah. yeah, and and then then I got three months free from my phone company when I updated something. Then I bought an iPad and I got another. So all in all, I think I've had probably about three years of Apple TV Plus, and I have never paid. And, and once once they get to the point where it's, they might ask me to pay, I'm canceling it because, quite frankly, there's too many other things going on there. Even yeah. though Apple TV Plus does have some great stuff on it, it does have some great stuff. I mean, one one you know, I mean, I remember seeing a few things on there, the Greyhound over like um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah a few few nice. things, but yeah because. It was a Barclay card. With the Barclay card, you could get it for, I think it was three months. It was something like that. Before you it, get the Barclay card. Or was it a, maybe a month, maybe? I can't it, really no, remember. It, no, it was longer than that. It was longer than that. I think we had it for a year. All oh, right. Okay, cool. I, I, think, I think we had it for a year with Barclay card. So, essentially, we have this, we're now on this thing where we're just going around trying to find all the different deals where we can watch Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Apple TV Plus for free. <laughs> but but, um, but now knowing that, they're probably going to cancel that now. But there's as we're talking about great stuff, we're talking about great stuff on Apple TV Plus, such as Slow Horses, which mm. I reviewed season one of Slow Horses, and I thought that, Sean, you would really, really like it. You and did, I, you remembered. I maintain that you would really, really like this. The thing is, Toes, there is so much, isn't there? There's there is just, so there, much. It's a plethora of there stuff. Is... People say, you should see this, you should see that, you should. I've still not seen Chernobyl, and yet so many people have told me how yeah. good it is, and and I've not seen it. And half the things that some of the guys have reviewed, you know, I haven't seen. Um, yeah. It's too I, much, I, I really. haven't finished. I haven't finished seeing The Last of Us. I haven't no. really seen The Last of Us. There's other, there's a whole bunch of other things. I know that there was a TV series of Watchmen, and I've had that on my list for years to watch. Mm. I haven't gone around mm-hmm. to it. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, but if you ever get there on a Sunday afternoon or anything like that, I think you'd like this. So this is Slow Horses is based around a place called Slough House, and it's a bit of the British Secret Service. So MI5, I believe it is. Yes, can everyone remember it's MI5 or MI6? And the idea is that in Slough House is the place where they send all the disgraced agents, all the agents who mess up on the job and don't want to leave the service. They essentially go to there, and it's kind of like a purgatory that you never get out of. And and so it's like it's like oh this agent, what did they happen? What happened? Oh, they raided the wrong house on the drug bust, and then the people got away. They get sent to Slough House, and there's this whole running thing where every agent who's in Slough House. You keep trying to figure out what did they do? How did they mess up? Why are they in Slough House? So in season two, you meet up with them again in Slough House. Everything is going on. And this links back to the Cold War because the, in the first episode, you see this guy who used to be an agent and he was kind of like one of these disgraced agents. He's no longer works with the Secret Service, but he sees somebody in the street and he starts tailing this guy. He starts tailing this guy because he thinks he recognizes him from his days in Berlin when the Cold War was going on. 
and he starts tailing this guy. But eventually, this guy, the the agent who is tailing, ends up dead. He ends up dead on a bus, and he. But before he dies, he writes one word down. He writes a word down on a on his phone. Then Jack Jackson Lamb, who's played by Gary Oldman, sort of like shows up and everything. And he sees his old spy craft and everything. Finds the phone, sees the word, and once he sees the word, he just goes, "Oh, f word." <laughs> and, he, and once he goes that it, it sets the whole thing into motion people are trying to figure out was this agent killed or did he just die what goes on what's going on what does this word mean and it kicks it kicks off this sort of like the good thing slow horses does is like it's a paranoid thriller a paranoid thriller where you can't you don't really know who to trust what you're going to do and one thing they do in this season is that almost everybody in Slough gets spread to different places. So you have um, the River Cartwright, who is played by Jack Loudon. He ends up in the Cotswolds trying to track down Russian Russian former KGB agents. And um, yeah, you have uh, uh, Jackson Lamb is down in London doing his whole, his whole thing, being disgusting while being really, really good. Like His whole thing is that he looks like a schlub. He looks like he doesn't iron his shirt. He looks like he's never had a bath or anything like that. But he's a very good spy. He's a very good spy, and even though and and it's 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 powered by his morals because he says things like, "This guy Dicky Dick uh, Dicky Bo," and it's like it's like yeah yeah Dicky that was the name of the, the a character called Dicky Bo. His name is Richard Bo, but they call him Dicky Bo, and he's like he's like. Well, it's like, what about Dickie Bo? It's like, no, I didn't like him. I didn't like Dickie Bo at all, but he was one of my Joes and somebody killed him. And therefore, and it's, and it's, and I think the world that it builds is, is believable, but it's also fun because and you can see that Gary Oldman is just having the time of his life. He is loving playing this character. He gets to be irascible. He gets to be mean. He gets to be, he gets to not care about anybody. <laughs> he gets to, and it's, it's actually, it's a really good performance. Christian Scott Thomas shows up again as the head of uh, Lady Di, the head of MI5. And, and I just thought it was really, really good. So I think if you want a, if you want some like, you know, a spy thriller, there's only about eight episodes, I think. Was it six? Either six or eight episodes. And, and how long are they, Toast? How long are the episodes? 45 They're about minutes? An hour. They're about, about yeah, an hour, about, yeah. And, about an and, hour. I mean, do you empathise with the characters? Or, I mean, is it... Is yes. It, yes, you, you do. do. Yeah. Yes, you oh. do. I mean, especially, uh, I think in, in season one, there's a real thing where you, you empathise with all these guys of how they ended up in, in Slough House because some of them, you think it wasn't fair that they ended up in Slough House. Yes. So between season one and season two, there's more people there's new characters who show up in slough house and the way that they also sort of work and all that and you have roddy who is like the computer guy but he's just an absolute geek. fill in the blank no 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 geek he, he's he's a horrible horrible person and, and it's the way different people and the way the characters bounce off each other is actually really really good the way they the way they they bounce off each other is really good and they have some storylines that carry on from season one into season two where you find a little bit more about it but each season is sort of standalone where you can because it's based on a book or each one of them is based on a book and you can you can read them you you can watch them without having to watch anything else and, and is, there, sure, is there much in the way of action they have I mean, some action set pieces oh, wow, yeah, but okay. but this is not really about the action it when it has action set pieces it goes for it but this is these these is not really about the action. It's more about the spy craft, and it's more about the figuring right. out, and it's more about the how do we actually get about this, and they get into the mentality of, um, who would be a spy, and everything. it's it's quite good. It's quite good. And Sean, if this this might sell it to you, this might be the final thing that sells it to you. The theme tune, the theme tune is sung by Mick Jagger. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might do it. That might not do it. I don't know. But slow horses. Like, is, is it? Yeah. Well, there's a there was a movie the recent the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy one with Gary Oldman. Is it? Yes, is it in Tinker... that sort of vein? Is it? So think think you. Okay, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is obviously set in the 70s, or was it 60s? 70s, yeah. 70s, 70s, yeah. 70s, it's, yeah. it's set in the 70s. This is set in the present day. Right, and okay. It's set in but the present day. it's got that feel about it, yeah. It's got that feel about it, where it's not... You, you have the James Bond end of it, where it's all like, yeah. oh, run around, blah, blah, blah. And there's, <laughs> one, char- there's one character particularly, that's River, River, River Cartwright, who, who you can see... He thinks he's James Bond, and he wants to be James Bond, and he wants that glamour <laughs> thing. And and they keep they keep drawing this parallel between they call it um oh what do they call it uh it's like the yard or something like that or the the I can't remember what they call it but they okay. refer to the main office where or the MFI office as the something. And that's when you go there, it's all shiny and everybody's wearing suits and everybody's like, you know, slick back hair. And, and that's like the James Bond world. And then you have the Slough House thing, which is everything, just like, you know, crisp packets everywhere and uneaten <laughs> Chinese containers. And, and essentially, when you, when, you look at, when you look at Slough House on screen, you can almost smell it. That's the way they... And, they, oh, wow. and so, so they, they, they do that whole sort of like, you know, a lot of the spy work is boring and is and is not glamorous so they they, sh- they show you the glamour and then they go but that's not where the real work is happening the real work is happening here in this unglamorous bit so i i really like it i really like it and i think it carries on from the first season i'll give it a four out of five and Good. i know they're making they're making at least two more seasons of it but um but yeah go see go see i will try and, and check that one out then yeah if for nothing else see go see for gary oldman gary oldman having a yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now we go back to cinema and we go to pearl pearl now Pearl is a oh no wait let me guess it's a it's a prequel it's a prequel I was going to say sequel but it's yes. a prequel to the film X which was um, released a while back and I reviewed and Sean you were you, you were, reviewed it yeah yeah you were talking about how because you you weren't on the show when I reviewed it but you were talking about how you were just watching the review mm-hmm. that of, of what I said about X and X happened it managed to be one of these rare things which was a horror movie that I actually thought had something a little bit more to say than hey let's kill some people. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was great. X, yeah, X was 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 for me. I mean, I guess like Sharon when she was saying about our friends liking it, have it, you know, yeah. I mean, I was with them on that. It's nods to so many films, you know, Texas Chainsaw, Death Trap, and I, I mean, I really enjoyed X. Yes, and and, and so and so yeah. X, and so this is a prequel. There's a character. I don't want to give too much away about X, but. Because I think you should go see it. Because I, I actually think it's it, X is the rare horror movie that I would recommend. And and I say this is a prequel, but I'm glad you that X came out first. So I mean, it's quite funny. I had this conversation. It was a, oh, you know, would you like to see him chronologically? But if you was to see it chronologically, I think it would spoil X. I I think so too. So <laughs> I think I think I think they've done this this this. I mean, it was a good good move, good move doing that. Well, well the thing is, okay, because this is it's called Pearl and is named after a character in X. And yes. I think I think, quite frankly, if they'd release this first, no, nobody was going to see it. The yeah. only reason you want to go see it is because in X you see the character of Pearl. And you do wonder about the character of Pearl. You do wonder, like, what the heck is up with that? And this yes. is a question that the film that sort of tries to, I'm guessing, tries to tell you a little bit about what the heck is up with that. So tell us, Pearl. Okay, so Pearl. So this is the story. Obviously, the character from X is Pearl. She's a bit younger. 
she is married and her husband she's married to howard you know it's mm -hmm. the same same and uh, but he's off it's, it takes place 1918 the war's just finishing yeah um and uh he's still off with war so, so there's some letters that are sent and all that she lives on the farm he actually comes from quite good stock from quite good good uh good family quite well off family where she's from this really domineering german mother and there is the pandemic on at the time which is very so oh, yeah. you know, and when when pearl wants to go out it's like you know no i don't want you bringing back i don't want you bringing back the germs and and everything like that and there's another okay so yeah so you see her on the farm she talks to the animals and she wants to be a star it's always this big thing star you know i, yeah. I want to be a star. she dances for the animals on the hay bales and things like that and then this this sort of duck comes and goes oh mr goose and so, something happens but anyway so she sort of she likes these animals but she's also pretty cruel anyway she goes into town and she's sort of looking at the cinema and there's a cinema obviously it's the silent ones with the the 1918 and she she goes to the cinema and she walks down the side and she's a projectionist and oh. so she sees a projectionist and she's all come into the projection booth and um and uh you know come in and he comes in and she, he says oh you want to see one of these movies this is what they call a snag movie and you'd be really good in this um oh so, yeah so uh, and she's sort of looking through the through the thing and she goes back and something else oh, yeah. and she just... wait, wait, wait snag movie was that was that code for porn a porn yeah yeah so like like <laughs> a, a, a real black and white he goes oh yeah they show these in gentlemen's clubs this is the future this is the future of this is where yeah. films are going to go yeah so anyway she decides she goes off she's she's a little bit you know, she's, she goes off and she does something with a scarecrow, which we won't talk about. But then she ends up going back to see the projectionist and she has a little thing of the projectionist. And the projectionist quite likes her. Yeah. And then he, she goes, oh, I'll give you a lift back. She's, she's done some other things in the meantime. She's done some other things to mum and dad. She's sort of, she's not very nice to the dad who is aware, but he's like, he's um, a paraplex. He can't actually do any, he can't do anything for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. aware of things and... She sort of teases him so you can see. Anyway. Yeah. Because, enough, because about if, story, if, enough about the story. I've made some notes on this because yep. I thought this cool. was... What did you think? Okay. I'm going to tell you what I thought. The projectionist, when he goes to the farm and she's like, you know, well, what's wrong with all that? And he can see, he's like, <laughs> see him say, man, I've got to, I need to, um, this is... Get, this the, is get the hell out of here. I need to get the hell out. Am I going to do this without seeing me too? Oh, so well, I've got to go. I've got to go back to the thing. And it, was, it reminded me of a situation that I've been in at one time. So <laughs> something's happened and then it's... And I thought, and I could really relate to that. I was like, oh my God. I mean, obviously something a bit more disastrous than that. But um, yeah, yeah so... What? I lo what? Anyway, a lot of nods to films in this. But what I'm going to say is... I absolutely this is this to me i'm in love with mia goth i think she is the most amazing is. amazing actress that i've ever come across she's so um so yeah so uh so yeah she she was absolutely brilliant there she does she does a monologue for about 11 minutes oh wow and it is fan absolutely absolutely she's fantastic she's fantastic in this um so yeah and uh oh so the story, she she's part of that. Like I said, Howard was from a rich family. So she's got like a sister-in-law who's mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, there's this dance show coming and they're going to choose one girl from every village. So, yeah. So she turns up and she she performs. And then you go into this lovely sequence of 
fireworks and like a big thing. And you can see an imagination. And it, it, for me, it worked. For me, it worked. I thought, wow, this really works. She, she's actually there. And even though it's just like a little stage in a village hall, she's actually there in in the hall or something yeah in the hall and then they say no sorry we're not interested she goes but 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 so it's all about the stardom and all about you know disappointment and, and stuff yeah and terrific scene when she's having an argument with her mother and there's a rainstorm going on um and i think it is well i'm, I'm gonna stick my neck out here this is the, probably the best film i've seen for a good few years as much oh, wow. as i like it yes and um so i've made made she does things to animals all the way through so she builds up but in that monologue and you know i was talking about empathy yeah i actually you can see where she's coming from she yeah. just and i want it to be loved you know you could see it and it leads on so well into what what you know what what's going to happen in x and um, it just shows a really really yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough about this film. I loved it. And the title's at the end, right? It's got to be about, just because, I mean, I won't spoil it. So obviously your husband's away, your husband's going back. And then there's a yeah. title's come up. The titles are there with a close-up. And I would say for, oh, I don't know how long, five minutes. Just yep. and then, so whole said like a big grin and then gradually, gradually going, 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 changing, changing. Reminded me a bit of, uh, um, well, the, I don't know the act. I can't say enough about it. the acting. Was first class reminded me of a scene in Hostiles with uh, um, oh, with Christian, Christian Bale and Rosalind Pike. Yeah, and a couple of scenes in Fury with Brad Pitt, which I loved. I thought this was she convinced me. She was totally, totally convincing in this movie. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. What 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 can I say? It's just I thought it was brilliant. And there were nods to other, there were nods to. Not well, just I, uh, not just not Death Trap and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then obviously Mary Poppins, um, and uh, you yeah. know, um, it was yeah, yeah, because I, you know that there's a third film coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope it's going to stay as it is. There's a third film coming called Maxine, set in the '80s. So, um, so this is this is like oh. You know, I have gone on record saying I really don't like horror, especially slasher yeah. movies. Where I'm like, I'm like, why is this? But I felt like I felt like X was X was doing something that there was there were things in it where it was it was making comparisons between like porn and horror and all that kind of stuff. And mm. and you were talking about the references to all these other films, and it made me think, okay, if I'd watched more horror movies, I would exp I would I would appreciate how clever this film is more. And I and I feel like this is when when Pearl was being released, I was actually like. Because apparently they started making, they, while they were making X, Mia Goth and the director, Ty West, they just started talking and they were like, okay, Pearl, what about Pearl? What's up? And so they ended up coming up with this whole idea. So by the time X was released, they had actually shot Pearl. And mm. it was it, came, it apparently came across, across quite organically. So I'm really interested in what the what they're doing. And I'm really interested in the sort of, in seeing more of it. So, uh, but anyway, mm -hmm. it sounds, and it sounds like you you are totally sold. So, I am totally sold. I'm just worried that I've sold it too much and you might go there expecting good things. And so if you do, if you do go and see it, you keep an open mind and you give, you well, give your own, you, you know, don't think that, oh, what's Sean, Sean going on about, you know? No, so. no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you, because the thing is, I know as the same way with X, I'm expecting that there's going to be a lot of stuff that is going to be over my head because mm -hmm. not big horror fan, do not like horror movies. Yeah. And I, I'm expecting, and so there's, well, so. I think X was, was 18, wasn't it? This is 15. And there's not so much. There's not so much in yeah. the way of, um, you know, yeah, sex. And, and 
And I and I what I would say is I know Mia Goth. Mia Goth is a great actress. Yeah, Mia Goth is a great. And I, so 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 my so I think uh, me watching Pearl is just a case of it's curiosity. I just mm, want to yeah. see. It's it's not. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting it to be good. I don't think it will be bad. But it's just a curiosity. I just want to see. Okay, what are these guys yeah. gonna do? <laughs> how, how are they gonna play this? That that's what I want to see. So um, I I don't even know what I should ask. But how many stars would you give? Per well, this is this is the high. This is a solid high five. And if I could give it more, I would. I just loved it. Oh, and I have to say there was about. I would say there's probably what was was there eight people other eight other people in the cinema. So so and they all stayed to the end of the credits. I've never seen oh, that before. Nice. No one. No, God, it was almost like they were expecting something else to happen. You know what I mean? You know, like you have these after credit sequences. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like they were expecting some more, but they all stayed there. I spoke to, as I come out, I spoke to a couple and the the lady said, she said, yeah, I, that was absolutely brilliant. She says, I love my horrors and all that. And I spoke mm-hmm. to the bloke, because I've not really seen many horror films, but yeah, it was all right. So so not everybody was totally enamored as, as, oh, as yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's going to be a bit, bit like that, I think. But for me, yes, a solid five stars. Well, more than a solid five stars, a high five stars. I really, really liked it, and I am totally, totally enamored with Mia Goth. And uh, you're in love with Mia Goth. Florence Pugh. I'm afraid, Florence, Florence Pugh. You'll have to uh, no, no, take no, no, the, the way you you talking about this, I can I can see all of a sudden like you know Florence Pugh leaving your mind. I can see Anna de Armas going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Goth is now like an, on a throne in your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like yeah. yes, I am now Sean's <laughs> actress du jour. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So now we go back to um, Netflix and Friends, and we talk about a film called Bounce Back to the Outback, a film that not many people probably have heard of. At least, not many people who do not have small children would have heard of. <laughs> Yes. So I have done through this, started going through this whole thing where um, sometimes when my daughter can't sleep, we just go downstairs in the middle of the night to sort of give her mum a break. And we just go onto Netflix and we look we look for animated movies and we co- we see what comes up. And Back to the Outback comes up and this is animated, 3D animated, and it has animals in it, which you know, okay, cool, with a kid, this this is onto yeah, a winner. Yeah. This is onto a winner. And uh, uh, and also it has a koala, a koala as the center anim- a central animal on it. So obviously you're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, play this for the kid. The first time I came across this film, they have this trailer, and they have a trailer, and this trailer tells you nothing about the film. It's absolutely nothing about the film. It is just the main animals from the film dancing to a German dance track. It is it is random. And it is brilliant. It is random. random. It is brilliant. I love randomness. Now, honestly, Sean, I will send you the link to this of the of the animals dancing to this song called this the song. They dance to a song called Coincidence, and and it's just and it just has and has this refrain. It goes, "Wow, you can really dance." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching this thing and going, "There is no way this film is anywhere." close to inv- as inventive as that trailer is that trailer is the best thing and so i didn't watch this thing for ages i just thought no it's going to be rubbish it's going to be middle of the road it's going to be some like you know trying to be pixar but some pixar nonsense then my so i played it for my for my daughter and she was watching it and everything but every now and then i would catch a glimpse of this film and i'll be like oh that was actually quite clever i'll catch another glimpse and be like oh that was actually quite clever and i kept and so I've essentially watched this whole film in the whole film in bits while my daughter's watching it because she keeps asking for koala dancing, koala dancing. And I am shocked. This is a very good film. 
It's a very, very good film. It's animated. It's set in Australia. And the whole idea behind it is that you have this Australian wildlife park in Sydney. And it's across the road from the Sydney Opera House. And so you have this wildlife park. You have all these animals. There's a taipan snake. There's a, a funnel web spider. There is a spiky kind of thing. I can't remember what it is. And there's a scorpion. And they're, they're all ideas that they're all venomous. Yeah. venomous. And there's this character who is obviously, obviously based on like Stephen Irwin or, or, or somebody who is trying, who is a wannabe Stephen Irwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he keeps talking about, yeah, these are the most dangerous animals in the whole world. <laughs> and he keeps bringing them out. And the, the idea is that the animals, they go, you know what? We don't want to be seen as, as dangerous. We don't want to be seen as monsters. And they say, we're, while we're in captivity, we, need, we want to escape. We want to go back to the outback where the title comes from. But when they're trying to go to back to the outback, the, the most popular animal in the zoo or the wildlife park is this koala called Pretty Boy. And, <laughs> and this koala called Pretty Boy has like a Twitter page and Instagram and has all these followers. And there's even astronauts in space who watch like, you know, the live feed of, of Pretty Boy sleeping. And everybody's like, oh my God, Pretty Boy. But the idea is that Pretty Boy is a total diva and he's a horrible thing. And while they're trying to escape, Pretty Boy tries to... Trinity Boy starts drawing attention to them. So they essentially take him with him. They, they more or less kidnap Pretty Boy. So Pretty Boy. And it's about these animals going across, going from Sydney, trying to get back to the outback. And I really like this. I mean, sounds intriguing. Sounds no, honestly, honestly, the, the voice cast is, it's almost kind of like, is it's the voice. Hang on a second. Oh, battery's dead. Never mind, we're almost done. And the, the voice cast for this is, is crazy. It's crazy because it's almost kind of like, if you think of an Australian who left or made it big in Hollywood, and apart from apart from a couple like Hugh Jackman and Kate Blanchett, but the, in, the lead character, the Taipan Snake Maddie, is voiced by Isla Fisher. The okay. Yeah, the, the funnel web spider, who is, he's like, it's mate, and they have this joke where it's mating season, it's mating season, but because he's the only, he's the only funnel web spider in captivity, he can't mate with anybody. And it's like this running joke about, about essentially in a kid's movie, they get a joke about how there's this horny spider in the middle of it that doesn't have anybody to do anything with. And he keeps, and he has this twig that he holds onto her and he keeps dancing, doing this mating dance, but he got it. And that spider, that horny funnel spider is voiced by Guy Pierce. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's voiced by Guy Pierce. You have Eric Banner. And Eric Banner is in this film, and he plays the Steve Irwin wannabe called Chaz Hunt. <laughs> and he's the one chasing these animals, trying to get them back, and everything. And, then it, and it's intimated that he might not be all that he he all the stories that he tells might not be true. And it's <laughs> and so so you you have all these different all these different things, all these different characters, and it does the whole thing. Obviously, we've spoken about Australia before in this podcast, and we spoke about mm-hmm. the film um the nightingale and how uh, in my head i feel like if you're going to do something in australia you need to acknowledge something about it even if it's a kid's for music and they do things like that where they have like there's a bit where there's an aboriginal child who grows up and the way the aboriginal child is treated in the film with the, with the animals and everything i'm like i actually really really like this so i've in bits over the last three four months i've watched this film and it's a kind of film that when my when my daughter asks for it, I'm more than happy to put it on. No, I'm happy to I'm, I'm happy to watch it in the background, and I would give it a four out of five because, <laughs> and, and it's and there, there are times when I'm watching it, and I have to turn to my wife and go, "This is good, isn't it?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's really good." I'm like, "This is clever, isn't it?" It's like, "Yes, it is," because I'm just kind of like, 
this everything about this film when i first saw it said subpar pixar nonsense and it just like you know put up in the background on a saturday afternoon and forget about it get, use it to distract your kids but i would say back to the outback give it a watch on netflix it's actually good and i would give it a four out of five it is clever oh and i forgot to say tim minchin tim minchin voices the koala and i think tim minchin, tim minchin is hilarious some of the lines in this there's there's some clever things there's a line about mad max that made my life made my wife crack up <laughs> and it's that it's it's good it's good watch it be surprised that uh, uh, that's what i'll say four stars for back to the outback Lovely. so who do you think has won this week sean i think it's a tie we've got a five and a three and a four and a four so it, it is tied, which is good is a, we like that yes it is a dead tie this week we had as much fun in both places in, in netflix and friends and cinema it's a dead tie and i'm happy with that if we yeah. all win yeah. hey yeah. i'm good with that yeah. that's it happy, so yeah. so until next week when i think we well we're going to be trying to track down rye lane and see if it's on at some time mm, yeah, yeah, actually yeah, watch the film. yeah. Well, and actually, actually watch the film and there's also i think there's a mia goth film but i'm then it's out again there's a film she's in i can't remember what's called by cronenberg or cronenberg's son oh um, yes infinity pool Infinity Pool, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, Infinity Pool. But I don't know, you didn't like the last Cronenberg, though, did you? No, that was the... Um, that was the, the Viggo Mortensen, Morgan, yeah. and, and, like, operational thing. Operational thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... Yeah. Mia Goth's in it. Mia Goth's in it, so... <laughs> Sean's, Sean's not going to be tracking down everything, every, anything Mia Goth has <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. done. It's like... <laughs> Oh, here's here's like some bootleg recording somebody did on the phone of the final thing Mia Goth did, which was a drama school. Sean was like, "Yep, I'm there. <laughs> Five stars." <laughs> right until next week when I think we shall have uh, John Wick chapter four. I think it might be out next week. I know Dungeons and Dragons on Among Things yeah. is coming. Oh, um, we'll, yeah, we'll, we will see. But until next week, whatever it is that it's in the cinemas, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks. I enjoyed that one, Toast.